The Daily Rios for March 6th, 2013. It's New Comics Wednesday. An early New Comics Wednesday. How about that? This is going to drop pretty early in the morning. Uh, Alright, this, uh, this list is just my suggestions and my recommendations of books that are being released today in stores today, according to Diamond. You can go to your local comic shop or check out your online retailer or maybe you get some of this stuff digitally. Maybe it's out digitally. I don't know. Uh, but these are just my picks for uh, stuff that I think you should be aware of. Let's start with Dark Horse, Will Eisner's Last Day in Vietnam memory hardcover. Uh, the Last Day in Vietnam recounts Will Eisner's own experiences with soldiers engaged not only in the daily hostilities of war, but also in larger, more personal combat. Some of the stories in this novel are comical, heart-rending, some are frightening, yet all display the incredible insight into humanity, characteristic of Eisner's entire work. Um, this is printed in hardcover for the first time, and it's released... Uh, as a as a way to coincide with Will Eisner Week, which is going on March 1st through the 10th, if you didn't know, which is a celebration of Eisner's life and work. From DC, we have Batman Gotham by Gaslight, a new edition, $12.99, which features not only Gotham by Gaslight, with artwork by Mike Mignola, but it also has the sequel, Master of the Future, with artwork by the late Eduardo Barreto if you didn't know that there was a sequel to Gotham by Gaslight. Gotham by Gaslight came out in the late 80s. It's the first unofficial Elseworlds story, Elseworlds being a DC concept where characters are put into different time periods or different uh, different environments or different lives altogether. Uh, it's an offshoot idea of their many, many, many imaginary stories that they used to put out dating all the way back to the Silver Age. Um, Gotham by Gaslight, Brian Augustin, and uh, Mike Mignola uh, was a one-shot, and it was pretty damn cool. It was a pretty damn cool one-shot. Uh, putting Batman in the time period and the setting of Jack the Ripper, of all people. Um, Batman Holy Terror is the official first Elseworlds book, and that had art by Norm Bray Fogel, and I can't remember who was the writer on that. Maybe Alan Grant? I can't remember. Uh, but that was the one that ha actually had the Elseworlds logo on it, but it was because of, of the success of Gotham by Gaslight that they decided to do more Elseworlds, so they consider it the first unofficial Elseworlds story. Now, this is different from Marvel's What If. Uh, in What If... Marvel takes continuity and takes uh, certain story points and diverges it off from there, right? So, like, the death of Phoenix, what if she didn't die? And the death of Elektra, what if she didn't die? And what if um, what if Uncle Ben had lived instead of died? So, it, it, it takes continuity and then spins it off into another tangent. Um, Marvel actually had their version of the Elseworlds concept it was called the Alterniverse, and some of the comics that came out of that were Warren Ellis's Ruins, which was an Elseworlds take on Kurt Busiek and Alex Ross's Marvels, and it was very, very dark and very depressing. <laughs> um, and then there was also Garth Ennis's Punisher Kills the Marvel Universe, and Peter David's The Last Avengers with art by Ariel Olivetti. 
which was act also very grim. Uh, a lot of these concepts tend to be very grim. Um, but that last Avenger story was actually pretty cool, so you could check that out uh, from Marvel's Alterniverse. Also from DC, out today we have Before Watchmen, Rorschach 404, closing out that miniseries. There's a new Doctor Fate in Earth 2, number 10. The Joe the Barbarian trade paperback from Vertigo, Grant Morrison, Sean Gordon Murphy, $19.99. And the Sleeper Omnibus, hardcover, 720 pages, 75 bucks, also from Vertigo. Uh, they're putting it out through Vertigo, I guess. Uh, this is by Ed Brubaker, Sean Phillips, Jim Lee, and more, and it collects Point Blank 1 through 5, Sleeper 1 through 24, Coup d'etat Sleeper number 1, and Coup d'etat Afterward number 1. So uh, a whole bunch of Sleeper stuff going on there. From Image, we have Glory 33, another issue of that. before That series is wrapping up soon. We have Lost Vegas number 1 by Jim McCann and Janet Lee which is a follow-up to their collaboration on Return of the Dapper Men from Arkea. Uh, this story is about uh, a gambler turned slave, and he has 24 hours to go all in and pull off the greatest heist in the universe aboard uh, a luxurious casino-filled traveling space station. I, I haven't seen anything about this except the blurb and a couple images. It kind of feels a bit like they're trying to capture the flavor of something like a saga, but I don't know. That you know, that's just me, you know, riffing. Um, if you liked Return of the Dapper Man, if you like their collaboration, check out Lost Vegas number one. Also from Image Six number one. Uh, this is by Joe Casey with art by Piotr Kowalski. And this is uh, the character Simon Cook has retired from his own alternative lifestyle and returned to the city he'd previously sworn to protect. Now he's just another average citizen, or is he? I don't know what this story is about either, but it's Joe Casey, writer of Butcher Baker, uh, Righteous Maker, plus a whole ton of other crazy stuff. And I like his his flair in his writing. I like his zaniness and uh, some of his uh, in-your-face comics, so I'm thinking I might like a little sex. Wouldn't we all? Alright, from Marvel, Age of Ultron number one. Uh, number two, I think, is next week, and number three might be the week after that. Um, but this is by uh, Brian Michael Bendis and Brian Hitch. Uh, this is set to be the next big thing for Marvel. Uh, in their Marvel Now line of books, all new X-Men number eight is out. Now think of that. All new X-Men is out. This is by Brian Michael Bendis. I'm not sure who the artist is, but it's Brian Michael Bendis. Number eight, right? And Uncanny Avengers started before all new X-Men, and it's only up to number four, even though number six was supposed to ship this month. So that's kind of interesting. Um, the other titles for Marvel now, Avengers 7, Cable and X-Force 5, Iron Man 7, Red She-Hulk 62, and Superior Spider-Man number 5. There were a few others, but they are running late. Uh, also look for the Civil War prose novel by Stuart Moore, uh, an adaptation of the big mega event. And that's timed perfectly because there is a audio version of the prose novel coming out through graphic audio. Um, that kind of, uh, you know, it's like a, like a little bit of what they call a movie in your mind where they actually adapt and create some um, passages and create some scenes. Um, uh, graphic audio did a bunch of DC stuff and this is their first Marvel adaptation. So I'll include links in the show notes. 
from Valiant, Archer and Armstrong, Trade Paperback, Volume 1, $9.99, collecting the first four issues by Fred Van Lente and Clayton Henry. From Oni Press, uh, Helheim, number one. This is by writer Cullen Bunn of uh, The Sixth Gun, and also a couple titles in Marvel now. And by artist Joelle Jones, who I really, really like. Um, she's kind of one of those artists that you wish would break out in the way that Fiona Staples has. But uh, I don't know, maybe this will be the book. Uh, the blurb here is, During the age of the Vikings, savage wild men and dark creatures beset a small settlement. A brave war party stands as guardians of the helpless villagers, but they are no match for the horrors rising up around them. One of the warriors, a young hero named Ricard, will play the ultimate price in uh, will pay the ultimate price in battle, but his fight is far from over. So it's a gothic horror story of witchcraft, night creatures, and the undead. Uh, from Monkey Rope Press by Marnie Galloway, we have In the Sounds and Seas graphic novel, $12.95. In the style of ancient poems of myth and monsters, In the Sounds and Seas is a wordless, densely illustrated graphic novel that begins with an invocation to the singers of the story. The protagonist learns she is part of the story and means to sail to the edge of the sea to find the singers and join their song. It's the first of six parts coming out from Monkey Rope Press. I will include show notes. It looks absolutely beautiful. And finally, talked about this in a previous episode, Muse uh, Deluxe Hardcover, available for the first time in the English language in its original size. This is by uh, writer D.P. Philippi and artist Terry Dotson. And it's uh, a sexy, dreamy adventure of Coraline, a beautiful young lady who serves as a governess to a wealthy, inventive, and very mysterious homeowner. This is the book. This is a, it's a European book, right? Uh, this is a book that will make you finally realize something I've been talking about often on uh, on this podcast and certainly back when uh, you know, I was with CGS, that uh, American comic artists are so much better than the American comic book schedule allows them to be. When I saw images of this uh, book, it's, you know, I already like Terry Dodson's artwork, and then I saw this and I was like, wow, this is amazing. So check it out if you can. Check it out online. Check it out in the stores. Um, if you're a fan of Terry Dodson's artwork or just beautiful artwork to begin with, you might enjoy this. All right, that's your new Comics Wednesday for today. Uh, I do have the new previews for this month, but I'm not going to do that this episode. I will do it some other time. Uh, and uh, you know where you can reach me, Peter, at thedailyrios.com, or come visit the website, and I will talk to you tomorrow.